podcast i'm your host scott white and i have i have a guest with me she's been on my dan Aykroyd podcast several times but this is the first time she is on my burt reynolds and charles bronson podcast let's hear it for steph de wagoner woohoo let's hear it i'm excited to be here yes we are recording we're actually a uh, peek behind the curtains we were recording two episodes back to back we just recorded our Saturday night live Milton Burl episode for the Dan Aykroyd podcast and we're recording this episode for the uh, for the Burt Reynolds Charles Bronson podcast so if after you listen to this go to the go to the Dan Aykroyd podcast and check out that one but we are doing something a little offbeat here we are doing an episode of the Golden Girls yes Yes. Called Ladies of the Evening <laughs> yes. from the second season, episode number two, from 1986. Correct. The gist of this is that they have passes to meet Burt Reynolds. Blake, it's me. Oh, girls, I'm just in ecstasy. My body is tingling all over. You will never guess what just happened. We know what happened. Let us guess what part of the Middle East he's from. <laughs> just won the raffle over at the movie theater. Tickets to the world premiere of Mr. Burt Reynolds' new movie tomorrow night. That's nice. And passes for me and my two best friends to the private party afterwards to be hosted by none other than Mr. Burt Reynolds himself. I'm tired of being the tonto with the group. <laughs> I tried to get another ticket and I couldn't. And this time we'll have to draw cards. I missed out on Evita. Now forget the cards, Ma. I am not about to give up a chance to meet Bert Reynolds. Me neither. At two Blanche. <laughs> Sophia, Mr. Bert Reynolds is one of our finest living actors. Why, he should have won the Oscar for Deliverance. Not to mention starting over. That Academy's just jealous. I mean, you put Mr. Sir Lawrence Olivier in Cannonball Run, see what he can do. <laughs> and the whole, we'll get into the episode, but there, but a lot of things get in the way. But what sets the plot in motion is that they are going to meet Burt Reynolds. Right, exactly. So my understanding about this is that the first season of the Golden Girls was really well received. They got a lot of traction, a lot of followers. They had a lot of celebrity fans that enjoyed the show. And Burt Reynolds and Betty White were friends. And uh, so 
somebody had the idea to have him on the show and, and she was like, I can get him on the show. Apparently they were really good friends, friends for years. He would come to the infamous, you know, Alan Ludden, Betty White game show night parties that they would have. And, and, uh, and she would flirt with him all the time. And, and so I guess she was really fond of him. And I was going to say, you know, we're going to, we're doing this for the Burt Reynolds, but all, you know, Betty White passed not too long ago, a couple of, Right, right before New Year's. Yes. And I was going to say it's going to be an homage to Betty White, but it should be an homage to all the actresses on the show. You know, the Golden Girls holds up. It's, it, it's yeah. dated in a lot of ways. Like, the fashions are yeah. very dated. And even some of the, like, when they, typical uh, typical late 80s, early 90s mm. sitcom where they maybe approach a serious subject mm. in a sitcom, um, some of the topics mm. they approach mm. are dated. But the show itself... I think still holds up. There's, I agree. I heard recently they're planning a Golden Girls cruise. There are global Golden Girls fans. The show just still has plenty of fans around the world that watch it all the time. It was a well-made show. It was a well-written show. It was a well-acted show. They had trouble getting it off the ground because they couldn't get B. Arthur. Was Golden Girls a spinoff of another show? I know they spun like Empty Nest off of Golden Girls, but it was... Golden Girls was its own show. It was right? its own show. Okay. And they wanted to get B. Arthur, but B. Arthur. So it was originally cast as uh, Betty White was going to play the slut, and Rue McClanahan was going to play the dumb one. <laughs> well, but and that would have been basically. I know why they switched roles because it would have been more fun because Rue McClanahan had played kind of the dippy the, housewife on Maude, and Betty, Betty White, White played the Sue Ann Nivens. Yes. And that's what they did. And once they switched, B. Arthur was on board. And it, the rest. It, and I think it works. And then, you know, and then the, just the fact that they brought in an actress that was basically their same age to play, you know, Sophia. Estelle Getty. Yes. Yeah. She was younger than them, I think. She was she was younger than B. Arthur. All right. Well, here's here little full disclosure podcast mm-hmm. fans. So it's much to my chagrin to look up the ages of the actresses <laughs> on the Golden Girls and realize that. I easily could have been cast, like, I, they're in my age bracket. Ruba Clanahan was, like, my age when they started this. So it's a little hard to watch this show and be like, ooh, that hurts a little bit. <laughs> so the, the, those ladies are in their mid to late 50s when the show starts. Right. They're in their mid to late 50s when the show starts. I'm very much mid. I'm not <laughs> late yet. But, um, yeah, and the fact that they're presenting them as sort of this retired... The golden, you know. Yeah, they're, like, they're putting them out the pasture. And I'm like, I went to the BTS concert. I just bought Purple Chucks. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm eating ramen. I'm not ready to go to Florida yet. So times have changed. Yeah. I'm No, a 50-year-old now is different than a 50-year-old in the 50s and the 60s. There yeah. was a Rhoda, uh, Rhoda um, uh, marathon this weekend. And I look up Nancy Walker, who played Rose's mm-hmm. mother, she was 54. She's a year younger than me in this episode I was watching. She looks like she's like yeah. 65. So th- these women always look so frumpy in these like 70s and 80s sitcoms that are my age. I, I just don't even, I can't even get, handle it sometimes. So the it's the, the episode starts off where they they have bugs. Their house has bugs. So I, now I will say this. It's it's a little contrived and it's like, oh, we have to. So they, their place has bugs. They have to leave. Just just so happens that Rue McClanahan, 
uh, Blanche has won tickets to see Burt Reynolds' new movie and backstage. Yeah, they got they're gonna have a movie premiere in Florida. Because Burt Reynolds is from Florida. Well, and also at that time, remember, Burt Reynolds had his Burt Reynolds dinner theater. Dinner theater. You know, so yeah. Now, and I'm going to preface it. This was right before the decline of Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds was still an A-lister movie star at this time. And then after this, his star started to decline. Where he would just, now, he would take supporting roles or his movies would go straight to video. So he was still a, he was still a main player in Hollywood at this time, but this was like at, right at the end of that before he made his comeback. Right, right. And the gist of the story is there's only three tickets. There's four Golden Girls, but they only have three tickets. So and all all the girls, all all the ladies are, are going crazy about seeing Burt Reynolds. You know, um, even Sophia. All yeah. all of them. They're all going nuts, and they and Sophia can't go. Apparently, Italian mothers and Jewish mothers are the same because <laughs> she just gets out, you know, just throws guilt at them left and right. And none of them care because they're meeting Burt Reynolds. Right. Um, the chemistry between the four actresses is just undeniable. It wouldn't have, I think it lasted like eight years. Or Golden Girls was on from 1985 to 1992. Okay. I was looking to see what movie came out right after this episode. And so Heat... Came out and that was not a not and a Malone a, right and those were and Stick I believe might have been eighty five switching channels oh boy yeah let me know when you do that one I'll come back for switching channels when you do that movie uh-huh. um actually I like that movie uh, I do like that movie but so yeah so this was you know we were we're in season two of of a long running show yeah they get the idea it's like why don't we get a hotel room. On the beach. We'll make a weekend of it. Well, so, right. They have to get out of the house. And so Blanche, and Ro- they get this idea. And Blanche is like, don't worry. I'll take care of everything. I'll find us a great hotel on the beach. And so they let her find a hotel on the beach. And they're all excited. They're all They're good. all excited. Even Dorothy. Even Dorothy's excited. Dorothy, yeah. It, you hardly see Dorothy cut loose in these. She's usually the anchor keeping everybody... Grounded. Grounded. And she's just as excited as everybody else to see Burt Reynolds. Yep. Uh, the next scene, they're in a, they've got two hotel rooms. And uh, Sophia tries to trick Rose. Uh, and this is, this is going to show how dated the, the episode is. The phone rings and Rose answers. And again, she goes, it's Ed McMahon. <laughs> I just won the publisher's clearinghouse. Uh, the publisher's clearinghouse. And that, for those... I, I'm sure everybody... They still have the publisher's yeah. clearinghouse. Trust me, I get mail every week from them. But it's Sophia trying to trick Rose. It's like, hey, I got to go meet Ed McMahon. And, the, and they, you know... They and, yeah, she goes, I have to go meet Ed McMahon. What? I have to leave my ticket to meet Burt Reynolds? This is one of those... It's one of those uh, sitcom movie things that drive me crazy, but it's a necessity where she repeats everything that was said. What? You're Ed McMahon? What? I have to meet you? What? Leave my ticket on? It's like, okay. Because you're not hearing the other side. You're of the not hearing the other side. You, it's like, nobody would ever say that. We actually were, mm. we heard the improv group we performed with, Comedy Sports. Uh, last week we were having a rehearsal. One of the things we were working on was being heavy-handed. That's a great example of being very heavy-handed yeah. in a scene. Yes. But you have to do that because people don't know. You have to do that because people don't know what's happening. Unless they do the split screen where you hear both people talk. Yes, you have. I know it it drives me crazy. I know it's (laughs) 
<laughs> I know it's a necessary evil, but it just drives me crazy because nobody does that. What about when people talk and they're typing or they're writing, like yes. writing a letter? Dear Mr. <laughs> Cannon, right, right. I am writing this letter because right. I am very... Right. Yeah, so they're in the room. They're in the room. Is Sophia still trying to get one of those three tickets to go to the movie premiere to see Burt Reynolds? Just to set this up. So we go into the lobby. I, I, I didn't get this. This is a hotel, but it's not a hotel. It's, it's a hotel... For people to come in with a prostitute, it's a. What do you mean you didn't get it? I didn't. I got that, but here, but they rented the rooms to the Golden Girls, and the guy at the desks like is like, we only give these rooms out by the hour. It's like you know, I'm, he he basically says, I'm not running a hotel here. Well, I, here's the what I got. Here's the gist I got is that the girls rent the rooms. Like they might have the room for the day or the weekend, and then the guys come in. So they're almost like they're double dipping. I think, like at a strip club, when you know the girls get the guys to buy them drinks. Right. They're not really. They're just drinking soda or whatever. But they get the guys to buy them drinks and stuff like that. That's kind of how I got it too. Because like. Yeah, you see a guy come in and ask for a room and he's with a girl. And then you're like, oh, this is not a, like straight up normal Miami Beach, A1A, right. you know, South Beach hotel. Something fishy is going on. Here. Right. So well, that's for me. It's like I thought these were just rooms by the rooms by the hour. The Golden Girls have the rooms for the weekend. And they're all dressed up like they're getting all dressed up to go to the movie premiere. Well, one of the reasons Blanche picked this hotel was because there were all these men. In, so, oh, that's right. She says there's all these men in the lobby. I, for those of you who've never watched the Golden Girls, the four characters, Dorothy is the... She's a teacher. She's a teacher. She's, she's the kind of the leader, the sensible one. Right. Rose, played by Betty White, is sort of the good-hearted airhead. Right. Blanche... Is man crazy. Man crazy sleeps with anything, and then there's Sophia, who's Dorothy's mom, who's the old Italian mother. Right. They go into the lobby, and they go to the bar, and immediately these men just. This. They're still so excited. They're like, "Oh, let's get a drink before we go," and they're all dressed up, yeah. and you know, so they've got you know, uh, uh, Blanche has got the sequin dress on, and they're they're all excited, and so yeah, the three of them because Sophia's not with them. Sophia's now. not with them. They're they're sitting in the lobby. They're like, oh, we'll have one drink. And something fishy happens when they order their drinks too. I feel like right off the top, and now I can't remember what it was, but I feel like there's something that starts to make Dorothy kind of go like, hmm. Well, it's uh, once again, it's the writing. These these three men try to pick them up. He thinks they're call girls, prostitutes, whatever. They're obviously acknowledging. They're like, "Wow, you must have been doing the. You must be doing have done this for a while." So they're making fun of their age. And it's by the way, it's not three old guys. It did make me laugh that it was kind of three younger. It was guys. three younger guys, like guys in their thirties, yes. hitting on these women in their fifties, which I thought was sort of funny. Well, and they go, "You've been doing this for," a while. and so Dorothy's like, "Oh yes, like she's a teacher. I've taught, I've taught many a, a many a young boy. It's right. so it's the you know it's the miss double entendre, double entendre, miss you know miscommunication. So they're getting more and more excited. It's like, ooh, this." This old broad is going to teach you something. The ladies are kind of playing along because they're in a good mood and they're t- chatting with the yeah. guys. And and then you start to get the sense that at least Dorothy is like, this conversation Dorothy is Dorothy like starts weird. getting the sense because 
uh, Blanche is too guy crazy and Rose is too airheaded. So once again, Dorothy's like, you know what? We should probably we should probably go. Just in time. Just in time to get busted by the fuzz. Yeah, the hotel gets raided. Yes. And I don't know if that would... The hotel gets raided. Dorothy tries to explain that they are not prostitutes. And the and the police officer is basically like, yeah, I've heard that one before. Well, and, and but the hotel doesn't look seedy. It looks no. like kind of a somewhat nice, you know, hotel lobby, you know, like you'd see in Florida. So it's not like they... It's not like... Uh, they got checked into some dive, you know, uh, Skid Row hotel. It's not right. like that at all. It's kind of a nice hotel. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're not suspicious of it at first. And yeah, she tries to talk them out of it. Doesn't work. If people are just sitting at a bar having a drink, how could you arrest them? If they're not engaging in anything well, illegal. then we don't have anywhere for this episode. I know we don't have, but that... <laughs> And, and if no no ladies, money has no money has exchanged guys. hands, no no propositions have been made. So it's just these three women talking to these three men. They have literally no grounds to arrest to arrest them. If they busted into a room, maybe that's something different. But and I know once again this is we need this to keep to keep the plot going. But there's really no reason they have no grounds to arrest these women. At this point, dear listeners, you might be wondering, wait a minute, I thought this was the Burt Reynolds podcast. Just hang tight. Hang tight. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking about how could they have worked Burt Reynolds into an episode better than this? There are eons of ways they could have. But yeah, so it's almost like they had this episode and they kind of worked a plot around him in it. Um, you know, so yeah, so I think next we see them in they're in jail. jail. They're in jail. They're in jail. And with, they're in jail with straight out of central casting, out of a Pat Benatar, Love is a Battlefield, <laughs> five or six hookers. That I'm telling you, here's the thing. I in my acting career, prior to prior, I did a lot of just traditional theater, uh, uh, short films, stuff like that, and, and before I really started focusing on improv. And I pretty much always was cast as either hookers or done. So I've played a few hookers in my day. And I had to laugh so hard when I saw they looked like they pulled them right out of like Bessel Whorehouse in Texas, <laughs> which by the way, that that's a that's a good Burt Riddle's vehicle. Um but they are I've never seen a hooker in real life that dresses the way they dress hookers like in a sitcom, right? Right. Loud purple leg warmers. It's the it, by the way, it's also nineteen eighty six. So it's like leg warmers and and leopard pants and a and a, a bustier. It's a bad cross of like a Prince video and <laughs> and uh, yeah. It's it's so these these hookers are in jail with these with these ladies. And then Blanche, it's like we're not one of them. And then they they're like, what do you mean one of them? And and one of the best scenes in the movie is um, Dorothy stands and says, says something like, "Don't mess with me." I spent three years in San Quentin. And they're like, San Quentin is just for men. It took them that long to find out I was a woman. It's your overactive sex drive that got us into this mess. Who picks a hotel because of all the men in the lobby? (laughs) Would you just get off my back, Nyland? Do you think I'm happy about being arrested? You think I'm happy about missing Mr. Burt Reynolds? You think I'm happy about being locked up here with all this Colin God of trash? What did you just say? (laughs) <laughs> <A cute earring. laughs> Nobody calls me names 
Uh-huh. Come on, let's go. I'll let you have the first punch. Punch? Heavens. Hey, you cut that out right now. You're going to get us all in trouble. And I'm going to tear you apart. Listen, you punk. You want to fight with someone, you're going to have to fight with me. But I warn you, I did time in Attica. Attica's a men's prison. I know. I was there a year before they found out. (laughs) Sorry, Chief. I didn't mean to ruffle your feathers. Oh, that was magnificent. How did you ever pull that off? I work in the public school system. It's not that different from me. And, uh... Yeah. yeah, Dorothy stands up to him, and so they kind of back off so they don't bug him. There's a little scene with Rose. Rose meets a girl. Rose says something of... Uh, this young girl in town, ta- so she's... She's from Minnesota also. Uh, yeah, Rose is from mid- Midwest town somewhere. She's from, Min- she's from a town in Minnesota Minnes- that I can't think of the name of. It starts yeah. with an O. Olg- Ol- Ol- Olfens- Olaf. Like. Olaf. Yeah. And so this girl's like, did you say you're from, Ol-? you know, everybody kind of clears away. And this young hooker comes over to Rose. Did you say you're from Olaf? Uh, I'm from Ugenslagen or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, near the nearby town, right? And so, and Rose doesn't judge her. That's not in Rose's character. Right. Rose just talks to this nice girl that's from the same part of the country she's from. So she has a nice conversation with her, gives her a little encouragement. Mm. Um, yeah. And then Sophia shows up because they called Sophia to bail him out. <laughs> Oh my god! And Sophia blackmails blackmails him. It's like so, uh, who's staying home? <laughs> yes. And for some, and once again, this is for some reason. Uh, Blanche takes the ticket and this like and and Sophia grabs it and walks. It's like you, no, you wouldn't do that. It was don't dangle the ticket. Don't dangle the, the ticket. So she dangles the ticket. Sophia grabs it and leaves him in jail. Um, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah. Does, doesn't even let him out. She leaves him there. She doesn't bail him out. So now they're not going to get to the movie screen. They're not going to get mean, to the backstage party. Right. And the next scene, they're back home, and now and they're all mad at Sophia because 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 she's telling them all these great stories. Oh, oh, something we forgot to say before the party. Rose comes into the paper. Who's going to be at the party? Um, Dom DeLuise. Oh, Dom DeLuise. Lonnie Anderson. Oh, Lonnie. Charles Nelson Riley. Nothing. Yeah, it was a good little joke. It was a good little joke, yeah. It's it's definitely that whole Burt Reynolds crew, you know, of that time period. They're all pissed at Sophia, and they're all, you know, quit making up these stories, Ma. And then we... Right. And we open the door... Thanks. Now, see, now we got the dogs barking. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, before that, do, we don't see the exterminator again, right? No, we don't see back. the exterminator. So that whole thing is that whole exposition of the exterminator is that was just we need a reason to get them out of the house. I, would, I kind of almost wish they would have given him one more little scene, like it's all taken care of, you know, because you could have written a good one-liner for Sophia there, or about about something about bugs. There would have been yeah. some good line there because he he was using all these technical terms and that they had termites yeah. and all this other stuff. So it would have been good to see a little one liner there. And it's a Burt Reynolds they open the door. No, not yet. Oh no, you're right. It's the it's the, it's young, the young hooker. So this is actually a good setup. This is good yeah. writing here actually. Yeah. I thought this was good writing. So 
if you were watching this and didn't know you were waiting for Burt Reynolds, this is good writing. Because mm-hmm. there's a knock at the door, and it's the young hooker. She's decided to go back home. She's going to clean up her act just because she had that nice conversation with Rose. Well, she said I, she basically said, I don't want to be an old hooker. Because she, right. she still thinks they're all hookers. And she's like, I don't want to end up as an old hooker like you. I've decided that last night was a bigger disappointment than losing Butter Queen. Do you want to know why? No. no. <laughs> Meg, come in. I can't. My taxi's waiting. I just wanted to stop by and say thank you. For what? For convincing me to go back home. I figured I'd give it another try. Oh, that's great. What was it I said? Nothing. I just decided I didn't want to be as old as you are and still be in the business. Well, good luck. I've never felt so good. <laughs> and so cheap in my home. <laughs> so, so there's sort of that odd little visit, and that yeah. kind of puts a cap on that. They sit back down, and then there's another knock at the door. And you mm. think, well, who's that? Yeah. They get up, they open the door, and lo and behold, it's as as Blanche says, Mr. Burt Reynolds. Mm. It's Burt Reynolds, and he yes. was, and. I believe this is shot in front of a studio audience. Yes, and there's the whole, the audience goes crazy. I have to say, though, not as crazy as I would have thought. Yeah. Like, I've, I've seen bigger reactions on, like, Now, friends. maybe this was, maybe they knew it wasn't the first take. Right. They, they've seen him, they've done multiple takes of this. There was a big reaction, yeah. though, of, like, oh, it's Burt Reynolds, and in all of his handsomeness with his mustache, he walks in, and he's there to pick up Sophia. Right. Now... Burt Reynolds' height has been a thing of <laughs> mystery. He's been listed anywhere between five nine and six feet. Now, B. Arthur is five foot eleven, right? And uh, and Burt Reynolds was slightly taller than her. He's probably wearing cowboy, but boots. he was wearing cowboy boots. Uh, so I'm guessing that he's probably around five ten, five eleven, yeah, uh, without cowboy boots. So I don't think he's as short as people made him out to be. Right, um, right. No, I, I think that's probably accurate. You know, it's funny for a second, too, because I got lost in this thinking, like, oh, and his Burt Reynolds theater. And I was like, they didn't film this in Florida. Why am I thinking they filmed this in Florida? <laughs> yeah. They filmed it in Los Angeles. Right. Um, yeah, so it's Burt Reynolds' audience. But there's crazy. but there's a good reason for Burt Reynolds to be in Florida. Right. Because right. of his theater. Right. Yes. And the audience goes crazy. He says, uh, is Sophia here? And she's all like, hey, Bert. Hey, Bert. You know, and so they're going to go to lunch. He's taking her to lunch yeah. and uh, they're friends. And um, and so, of course, the three ladies are just like, what? You know, they're completely agog and mm-hmm. they're shocked to see Burt Reynolds. They're shocked to see that Sophia's made friends with mm-hmm. him and that they're going to go to eat. And I'll let you wrap it up because I know you're dying to wrap it up. I'm not, I know you're dying to say what he says. Oh, well, he says, which one? He talks to Sophia. He goes, which one's the slut? And that's the end. And they go, and all three of them raise their hand. And right. Yeah, they all three raise their hand, which is which is funny. That's the button on it. That's the button. But it's a little jarring. It's a little jarring, yeah. Slut, which one is the slut? I mean, I guess it's better. I, whore. And then I had to think, like, I guess that's what they would say. But well, that's is that something Sophia would say? Right. So Sophia calls. She does. I'm. Try, that's what I was trying to remember. Does she call her a slut? 
Not in the not in this episode. No, but in other episodes, I mean, she's always. I mean, I know fun. she's make she always makes joke about Blanche being easy, right? But it was a little jarring, and I, it was like, so which one, like, which one is the easy one? But slut, yeah, it's a little jarring to hear that at the end. And I think that's also my my sensibility of my 2022 ears. Now you know, it's like you you can't call somebody a slut. You know, not beloved Burt Reynolds. You can't call somebody a slut. That's yeah. terrible. So, but nobody's nobody took offense to it. Uh, they all they all <laughs> they all yeah, claimed so all to be. All three of them raised their hand, which which is funny. And um, that's the end of the episode. That is they funny. go off to lunch, and they're all all the three are just left agog. I would have loved to have seen. So I did not remember this episode, and I have to admit, I was not a huge first run Golden Girls fan. I pretty much only watched Golden Girls in syndication, mm-hmm. so I don't have a good like beginning to end. You know, chronology in my brain. I did not remember seeing this episode before. Um, but I was thinking, gosh, that's it? Like, that's it? That's all of the Burt Reynolds we get? I think it was underused. And it, I think it would have been nice if they could have worked in something else. Could they have worked in, um, you know, it would have been funny to see them working. Somehow they get parts as extras in a Burt Reynolds movie. Or... Mm-hmm. They have to take jobs as cater waiters at a party for a Burt Reynolds premiere. Something that would have allowed him to interact with them a little bit more. Right. Something that knowing that Burt Reynolds and Betty White were friends, maybe where they could have had more of a... Might have been a timing issue. Maybe they only had him for a day. Something like that. Right. So right. It, it could have been a lot of things. I, right. I agree with you. I would have liked to see more Burt Reynolds. But it is kind of like, here I am. Boom, boom. I'm, I'm here. I'm gone. <laughs> it was better than the WKRP uh, episode, right? Where, because didn't you do a podcast? I did one. He, yeah. he directed it. He wasn't he directed even, it. He directed That's it. That's what it was. Yes. That's what it was. He directed Lonnie. They were married That's at the time. That's right, right. And uh, Jennifer comes back. That's right. Right. And Charles Nelson Riley was in that episode. That's right. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. You know, that. It's nice to have that core group of friends like Burt Reynolds had. I mean, a lot of that. Adam Sandler has Adam that Sandler now. Adam Sandler does too, yep. yep. Well, you go back, and like Ed Wood had his core. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Bella Lugosi and Vampira and Tor Johnson. So a lot of filmmakers uh, get their core people. Yeah. And that, you know, you, that's nice to be part of. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I mean, The Golden Girls is fun. If you're a Burt Reynolds The Golden fan, Girls is a fantastic sitcom. You know, you, you have to sit through the whole episode to get to Burt Reynolds. But well, it's a cute episode. But it's not... It, <laughs> It's it's not drudgery to sit through it. It's a no, fun episode. No, and these yeah. and you watch these on you know like on Hulu or I actually watched this. Uh, I streamed it through ABC uh, streaming mm-hmm. service. Um, it's only twenty minutes long. No, yeah, twenty yeah twenty twenty two minutes. It's you know so it's quick. It's it's fun to watch some of these. I mean that's when when COVID started. I I binged Thirty Rock and you can knock out and and that's where you can excuse. It's only 22 minutes, so you can excuse, oh, we have termites, we got to get out of the house. You you can excuse yes. not having a yes. long setup, because it is yes. only 22 minutes, and you got you got to hit the beats of, of the show. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, he, he also pops up in an episode of Sybil, I remember that. that. Did you ever watch that sitcom? I never watched Sybil, no. Okay, Sybil was funny. It was supposed to be kind of a lucy-esque you know with sybil with christine baranski and sybil shepherd mm. they would get into this kind of lucy but i heard they didn't like each other yeah which was because it was actually kind of a uh, I, oh and i want so i wanted to address this speaking of not liking each other uh, there's been rumors going around for years that b arthur did not like betty white 
And apparently that just wasn't true. No, I've never. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, apparently the rumors that she did just, you know, Betty was a different person. Apparently those were, were rumors. Those rumors yeah. were rumors. That was just not true. That that the whole all four women got together. Did you know well. there was a Golden Girls sequel or a spin Golden off Palace. The Golden Palace. It was sort of the aftermath. With Don Cheadle and Cheech Marin. Yes, it was the aftermath of Golden Girls. Right. It just didn't have B. Arthur. Yeah, B. Arthur. Yeah, Arthur. that they were using the house as like a boarding, uh, they were boarding people. No, it, was, it wasn't the house. It was, they actually got a, a business or yes, something like yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But it was, uh, B. Arthur had enough and she wanted out and... Um, Steffi. Yeah, but actually Steffi. Aftermath is a great, is a good example as well. And it lasted as long as Aftermath, uh, Aftermath, <laughs> which just goes to prove it's like, you get that chemistry with those four people and if one's gone, you know, it's it's not going to be the same. So did you ever watch Empty Nest? That was a spinoff of... Golden I watched, Girls? I like Richard Mulligan, so right, I, I right. liked Empty Nest. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, Richard Mulligan, I thought was an underrated actor. When you first said you wanted me to watch this, I for a second thought it had some crossover to do with Evening Shade. But, uh, right? Evening Shade? Yes. It, but, yeah, it has nothing to do, it has with, nothing it. To do, nothing to do with, with it. But Evening Shade was also a bunch of his Charles Durning. Yes. And, uh, yes. Because I was just thinking, because it was, I'm so dumb. It was called Ladies of the Evening. I'm thinking, oh, maybe it has Ladies of the Evening Shade. Maybe, yeah, that's exactly. I'm thinking maybe it has something to do with uh, Ladies of the Evening. But All right. Yeah, so this is going to be a shorter podcast since we're talking about a 22-minute episode of The Golden Girls. But it's, I would say, check out all the seasons of The Golden Girls. It's a, it's a very funny sitcom. This one has Burt Reynolds in it. So using this as a, a doorway to encourage you to watch The Golden Girls uh, this episode, along with all the rest of them, are the majority of them are, are very, very fun. The chemistry between all the actresses are fantastic. It's well written and uh, deserves all the praise that. Yeah, and it's not, I'm sure as you'll talk about on this podcast, it's not the only show where Burt Reynolds pops up. There's no other sitcoms and TV shows where he pops up, as you've talked about and will talk about. Yep. All right, so this has been a short but poignant episode of the Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson podcast. I want to thank my guest, Steph DeWagoner, for doing this, and uh, we'll be here next time. Our next episode is going to be a Charles Bronson uh, project, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Ooh, a surprise. It is good. I hope I get to come back again. Absolutely. I'll bring you back for switching channels, because I like that movie as well. Okay, cool. So we'll see everybody next time. Bye. To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash Scott White and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. This should help people find the podcast when they're searching. Uh, No matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson podcast. Hello.
This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.